I come from a poor family, yeah, yeah. We ain't never had a lot, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the Lord been good to us, yeah, yeah. Now we riding on the top, yeah, yeah, yeah. I come from a poor family, yeah, yeah. We are here. We are here on the boat. On the boat. Welcome to Builder of All Things Podcast, guys. Here, Wednesday morning, Rich. How are you doing? Oh, doing amazing. Uh, <laughs> I just got a grateful heart this morning. Just uh, very thankful for, you know, all the opportunities that we have, the platform we have, and, um, you know, just constantly want to use it to give them glory. So For sure. Yeah. Previously, um, we talked about a tax audit, uh, in-house tax. That was tech, crazy. Right? Just revealing some stuff in there. Yeah, yeah. You know, there was that. I, I, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, no, just, you know, knowing companies, some companies go through that. Just good to... It's a kinda, scary feeling. It is. Yeah. Just knowing that we've gone through it with you. Yeah. <laughs> we talked about the tax audits, uh, importance of flow and design. Uh, that was super Tiffany, cool that we got our first yeah. uh, in-house guest. Yep. Yeah, Tiffany. Tiffany rocked it, um, explaining, um, you know, about the feeling of a design. That, that's kind of, I thought that's so cool. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. knowing her style brings a feel, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. And um, you know, we also talked about um, not hiring Uncle Bobo. If you guys don't know Uncle, Uncle Bobo. Bobo. Where is he this morning, Rich? Um, I think he's in um, Kaneohe. Kaneohe. Yeah. <laughs> Probably so, getting some eggs and some spam and some rice and getting ready to... Uh... <laughs> so, guys, Uncle Bobo, episode four. We are now in episode yeah. five, Rich. He doesn't have a company shirt or no shirt at all. <laughs> Just and he no has some shirts. shorts that are ripped at the bottom and some slippers. Some local slippers. He's ready yeah, to yeah. go. He's ready to go. All right, let's head into our first stream, Rich. Uh, the first question is going to be um, our faith-based uh, question, which is, are you a pastor? Because, you know, in all the previous podcasts, you're throwing out uh, verses <laughs> here and there. Except for the last one, I'm, I I said one wrong. Uh, <laughs> you had to put in the dialogue. <laughs> which is why we got to clear things out. Are you a pastor, Rich? <laughs> um, no. I mean, I mean, what it, I guess what qualifies somebody to call themselves a pastor? Um, you know, I don't think uh i would say you know it's schooling to be qualified mm-hmm. um you know i think god qualifies people to be in certain positions so i don't um have any schooling background in theology or anything like that mm-hmm. um but i do think there are pastors out there that may not have any kind of schooling but god has called them to be pastors and they do mm-hmm. pastor um i think there are seasons in my life that i might have been pastoral <laughs> Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know, and I felt led to be a pastor. Um, and you know, I know there's seasons in my life where I was an evangelist. You know, mm. and that term. So the term pastor, what I guess it means to me is somebody that is like a shepherd. Um, you know, has sheep that they're basically trying to uh, guide through life, or yeah, you know, yeah. constantly uh, shepherd help shepherd them. Even though the main shepherd is Jesus, it's just kind of like that's how I see a pastor. Mm-hmm. Um, an evangelist is somebody who's really trying to share the good news and let connect people to what we believe, you know, and sharing, you know, what Jesus did. And um, those are like evangelists to me. And I had a season where I was an evangelist, I believe, in my life. What kind of evangelist? How? Uh, what was your tool of evangelism? Hip hop. 
<laughs> I used wow. to rap. You know, I'm born in the 80s. I'm a 90s child. So, like, 96 was Tupac, Biggie, and Bone Thugs and Army, yeah. and Outkast. So, I was in the era of Nas and, you know, uh, Jay-Z. And so, you know, anybody who's in their 40s right now understands that that was our era. Um, mm. So, you know, I, I was attracted to hip-hop and rap. You know, I, I loved it. You know, just uh, the schematic of rapping and putting words together. It was like poetry and motion to me. And I love that. So, yeah, um, yeah using the means of uh, hip hop to share Jesus or what, who Jesus was to me. So I think I'll, you know, if you'll ever find my music, um, <laughs> it's out there somewhere. Uh, uh, you know, I, I shared Jesus through my music. So there was that evangelistic season. But right now, uh-huh. through as a business owner, I would, if, I would call myself and Tiffany uh, missionaries. You know, we're more missionary focused. Uh, to, what that means to me is um, we're not, um, I mean, there'll be evangelistic moments, but we're not, the whole agenda behind what we're doing is not evangelistic. You yeah. know, um, it's not pastoral. It's, yeah. uh, even though I feel like there's pastoral moments. Sure. Um it's more missionary. It's more about community. It's more about planting and establishing ourselves and changing something in the community, you know, on a big, it's a more of a, a long run, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's a, it's not a race. It's not a race. It's more of a marathon, you know, mm-hmm. or, or a faster race. It's a marathon. And it's uh, just, you know, establishing ourselves, um, you know, and uh, being here and building something that can last a long time. Yeah. You know, having a company mm-hmm. that, is run and established by Christians and can be used hopefully as a pallet, you know, um, for other companies to use. And that's like a big reason of this podcast is to share our faith um, and um, how that could be painted as a picture. But as far as like, um, you know, quoting scriptures and things like that, I do believe, you know, I had a, 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 big season in my life where I studied. Mm. I was my own school, <laughs> you know, yeah. season. And how that started, and it, I think every person has their own experience, but for me, it started with my wife's mom. Uh, we call her Mama. Mama. <laughs> Georgette. She was a, a huge pivotal point in that that study uh, season. season in my life. Yeah, yeah. She... Uh, saw this, uh, you know, young Howley who's, you know, now about to marry, you know, her daughter and, you know, yeah. and we have kids and, um, she, you know, started giving me back then was cassette tapes. Mm, yeah, <laughs> she had yeah. a ton of cassette tapes. Um, and she started giving me, you know, cassette tapes that, um, just, uh, were just, you know, sermons by, uh, pastors that, you know, had a ministry where they put together, you can listen to their stuff. And so, That's um, so cool. yeah, she constantly like, well, she gave me one one time and I remember just like putting on my headphones, putting it in, listening. This is about 2004, yeah. uh, 2005. And I remember just, uh, like thinking, oh my gosh, I've looked at the Bible words my whole life. And I never realized there's more to it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I didn't realize it's, <laughs> there, there's a deeperness to it. So that got me excited. It's kind of like, you know, getting excited about knowledge, right? It's like, yeah. oh my gosh, there's more to Jesus than I thought. There's more to this scripture than I thought. And just hearing pastors break it down, like cutting, cutting up meat, you know, it's just right. like, yeah. you know, this whole yeah. life I've been looking at 
steak, but I didn't, it was so big, I didn't know you can chew it. But what they were doing was cutting it into little pieces. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. and saying, "Hey, try this," and I'm chewing it, and like, "Oh my gosh, there's so much flavor!" Just I've always looked at it and thought it looked cool. Mm-hmm. You know, it looked at the appetite, uh, appetizing, uh, uh, appetizing, yeah, yeah, yeah appetizing. Yeah. But um, I never knew what it tastes like when you break it down, cut it, and you could chew on it and mm-hmm. digest it. You know, type of thing. So. Uh, when I started listening and learning that, oh my gosh, you know, I was learning. So then I was excited. I kept asking, you got another tape? Yeah. You know, and so she was like, she was ready. She yeah. was in that season where she was ready and she was just, you know, feeding me tapes. I kept listening, 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 listening. And I was just like eating it up, man. I loved it. Yeah. Um, from there, you know, um, some of the stuff I started learning, I realized not all of it was... I st- I think the Holy Spirit started teaching me, not all of this is true. So yeah. then I started learning, like, I think I got so excited. I wanted to learn everything, right? So I'm just, yeah. all these pastors grabbing some stuff. But then I started realizing, wait a minute, I can't believe everything. I'm, it's kind of like the news, right? Yeah, you, know, you, you got to make sure your uh, sources are right. Yes, yeah. correct. And I mm-hmm. think that was another big pivotal point of saying, okay, I want to know truth, you know, and so I did, I finally took that step and I needed to go through that season to find, okay, I want just contextual like teachings, right? So I found some good resources um, Mm -hmm. and dug in there and I just started learning, you know, take everything that's good. And if it's not, you know, don't throw out the, the dirty baby with the with the dirty bath water right clean the baby yeah. <laughs> let the dirty bath bath water drain so yeah, there's yeah. that there's that saying and and that's kind of where i learned to always place myself is mm. i'm not gonna judge i'm always be thankful like paul said right. yeah. you know be thankful that they're preaching jesus there's a story i can't uh remember the exact scripture right now but uh-huh. uh paul's in prison and some guys come and visit them and are like hey man they're out there preaching jesus but they're doing it for money and yeah. paul's like I get it, but they're preaching Jesus, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> let them deal with God on the whole money thing. I'm not yeah. like, at least they're out there preaching Jesus. That's mm-hmm. what we need. So that's kind of my approach when people are, I get excited when I hear Jesus and yeah. uh, very thankful for the pivotal people in my life, uh, especially mama, yeah. um, Georgette, just being there to feed me truth, uh, feed me scriptures, feed me pastoral uh, pastors that kind of have those things. And since then I, I just learned how to search through the Bible, pray and uh-huh. just learn, you know, Oh man, like God can actually show you things kind of like the story of the fish that's yeah. found, uh, you know, they are all hundreds of like, I think it's 500 people or 5,000 people, sorry, 5,000 right, people right. that were hungry and, you know, and they didn't have any food. And then Jesus produced <laughs> fish, produced. fish and bread in, in the basket and, fish and loaves. <laughs> yeah. And hooked them all up and there was leftovers. So, um, I love that verse. Cause I, I feel that is like uh, a metaphor for one scripture. It's that deep. It can feed you 5,000 times and have leftovers. Mm-hmm. Like that's how deep the scripture it's, it's, it can keep going. It's, yeah, it, it can yeah. be life. There's a lifetime there of depth and yeah. experience and wisdom. Uh, so I just fell in love with scripture and here I am now just, you know, you go through that season of studying and then sometimes it's like too much knowledge, right? You're, yeah, I don't know sure. if, if you've yeah. ever been there, but you're just, it could be in anything. It's like so much knowledge, but how do I apply this? So I'm in my season of life now uh, that, you know, I got the steak, it got cut up, 
got the yeah. pieces, but just keep eating steak, man. You're going to get fat and you ain't going to do nothing. <laughs> you got to apply it. You got to let the steak digest. Yeah. You know, yeah. you got to let it do its thing. You know, yeah. so um, I'm at a place now. I'll eat some steak. But steak takes a little time to digest. Meat mm. in your body is a, it's a, it's a long time. So you right. got to walk it out. Yeah, yeah, walk it out. <laughs> you got to walk it out. Walk it out. Uh, and but you learn even more things about that piece of steak when you start walking it out. You're learning how what it does to your body, right? You're so right, right. We're not yeah. talking about steak, y'all. Talk- <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a metaphor. It's a metaphor for good stuff in the word. Good stuff in the word. Yeah, so yeah. That's 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 where I'm at with that. That's I where yeah, yeah. So. And I can definitely relate uh, with um, just that season of. Uh, um, being super interested into something, you know, when you know, uh, when you find something out and you know what pieces fit together, it makes you want to go check out some more. It makes you want to dive yeah. deeper, and so that's that's a super cool season that God placed you in, oh, and a very man. pivotal one, I imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. super, super <laughs> thankful for all of those people in my life, and you know, I think it's cool for those who do go to school. You know, uh, we yeah. need them. Mm-hmm. You know, because there's a lot of contextual stuff I didn't get an opportunity to study, and right. I learned things every day. Yeah. So. Awesome. Thank you, Mama. <laughs> Thank you, Mama. <laughs> All right. We're, we're, we're going to head into our second stream, Rich, uh, which is um, how do you handle the busy season with managing potential clients? And, you know, I think a few episodes ago, Rich, we talked about um, prices going up, which I must, which assumes me to lead, lead, leads me to assume that it's, it's a busy time. It is. Yeah. It's, it's a busy season. Just the mark the era of time we're in to date stamp this <laughs> we are in may 2021 um you know this is the aftermath of you know the covid shutdown mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. i think what's happening just with a lot of conversations with uh, homeowners is a lot of them were sitting at home they're during covid season they had to work from home kids are at home and yeah. you realize your whole lifestyle and the functionality of your life changes now right. before you weren't home as much right so you're okay with some things being the way they were but now when yeah. you're home all day you're not okay with that more and you're looking at you know your kitchen you're looking at your walls you're looking at the layout of your home you're like man this it's gotta change change me, change me. <laughs> yeah this has to change and change asap you know yeah. so um with that's number one number mm-hmm. two is uh interest rates are at record low i mean they're like at two something percent so yep. people have access to get some money right now you yeah. know what i mean there's some yeah. access uh they're either buying um you know a new home selling their home um or renovating so mm-hmm. there's access to money right now so that's opening another door um yeah. and i think uh number three is um just continuously sitting at home the time you do you're watching netflix or hulu and watching all these builder shows it yeah, kind yeah. of umph this <laughs> right right <laughs> Ooh, i want to do that you know and instagram yeah. and all these things you just get kind of caught in that uh you know now you're home more you're watching mm-hmm. certain shows so first you're like oh i want to renovate then you start watching the show and then it's like so yeah. that's a lot of the conversations i'm getting with potential clients and um you know, what's what's happening right now is um, with all of that, people are calling, 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 and they want to get 
their stuff, their home renovated. They want to get uh, an addition built. They want to mm. move family out here now because of COVID and the kids yeah. were at school in the mainland, but mainland's not going to work anymore. So let's get them back here. Or yeah. just even thinking about the mainland, talking with some of my colleagues from there, it's the same situation. It's not mm-hmm. just uh, us in Hawaii. It's everywhere, everywhere. in the mainland oh. as well. So it's a busy season. So what happens with that homeowners, um, they're going to go online. They're going to look for contractors. Mm-hmm. Um with wood going up, with being busy, the opportunity for a lot of contractors, especially good ones, yeah, um, like ourselves. <laughs> Check us out, <laughs> Check ATN us out. Hawaii. ATNHawaii.com. <laughs> um, <laughs> is that we're locked in. We're mm. like right now, construction, we are booked for the year. Mm. So how hard is that for somebody looking for the good contractor? Yeah. They look at our reviews on Yelp and they're like, oh, this is the one. And they call us and we're like, we can't even start construction until January yeah. 2022. And they're like, what do I do? I can't. That's like so far away. Right. right and so right. they're in a position where they got to look for other contractors and maybe the next two are in the same situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but what homeowners have to be careful of is. I would say start with the established firms, mm-hmm. have a phone consultation, even if they're busy, but get educated on pricing. Number one, mm-hmm. um, understand where you're at as far as if I want to do a kitchen, what should I expect? We're going to tell you, you should expect between 35,000 to 50,000. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're trying to go real basic, you're still in the 20,000s. So yeah. if you find somebody that says they can do a kitchen for you for 10,000, don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> like understand the cost. I think is first one. Get educated by an established firm. Don't jump into something because somebody's available right now. Not contractors want to be contractors. Uncle Bobos are Uncle. out there. They are. They're out there to scam you. They're out there yeah. to, um, you know, take advantage of homeowners. Right now is the season. So mm-hmm. be very careful. My biggest advice to homeowners is don't do it. If you can't, number one, afford it, Uh um, plan it correctly so don't rush it, and make sure you get the right contractor. Make sure they're licensed. Make sure they're established. When I say established, online presence, maybe an office or a facility facility where you can go and knock on their door. We kind of talked about that last week, but um, make sure that's in place. But for my business owners, Uh um, I would say... You're going to get a lot of calls right now. Mm-hmm. You are. Um, if you have your name out there, um, you know, at all, you're going to get calls. Mm-hmm. And that's like the big question, right? How do you handle, you know? Yeah. How do you handle uh, this busy season with managing managing potential managing clients? Potential yeah. clients. Mm-hmm. So the answer to that, I wanted to give homeowners some intel first. But for my business owners, um, you have to prepare the net. <laughs> so I'm gonna mm. give some scripture back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, John chapter 21. There's a story in there where Peter is on the shore with his with his disciple buddies, and he's mm-hmm. like, "Hey guys, man, I'm gonna go fishing." And they're like, "Okay, cool. We're gonna go with you. Yeah. We're, you know, we're gonna go with you." Um, when I say with you, chew. <laughs> That's that's for, that's that Peoria that's the lingo. <laughs> that's that that my that's my uh, slang from back in yeah. the nineties. So, <laughs> so I'm sorry. Sometimes that comes out. Um, but they're like, man, I'm gonna go with you. Like we're gonna go with you. We're gonna go with you. Yeah. yeah. Um, so they went out, you know, on the boat. They cast a net and they didn't catch anything. Mm-hmm. You know. So um, there's a man on the shore. It was like, hey, y'all, 
did you guys catch anything? They're like, nah. And they're like, well, throw it on the uh, right side of the boat. You know, I like how he, it wasn't the other way around. It's like, could be the right side of the boat, but, or the correct side of the right, boat. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> so he says, throw it on the right side of the boat. Um, and so they did. Um, and they caught uh, multiple fish, mm. multiple fish. And they brought all the fish into shore. And I thought it was so cool. There was such a specific number of fish they caught. It was 153. Did they count it or? They had to have because it was to the the odd number, right? Three. It wasn't even like rounded. (laughs) They don't round back then. They just. That is very odd to give us specific. It was with the cents. You know what I mean? It was like, you know, $136 and 17 cents. You know, it was 153 fish that they caught. So the significance to that for me um, is that number one. You know, you have to step out in faith, right, Um, and do certain things and prepare yourself for potential projects at all seasons of construction. So like Peter said, I'm going to go fishing. In his mind, he was already set to to, to basically uh, be ready for potential clients calling. Mm -hmm. So he was ready to go fishing, right? So what that means is when a client or a homeowner is getting calling you about your project, you got to answer your phone. Right. You got to be ready for it. You right. got to have a notepad. I mean, whatever yeah. the, you can't, if you're the guy working in the field and you're swinging hammer and you have a potential person calling, you're not saying, I want to go fishing. You're saying, I want to work right now. Yeah. True. <laughs> I, I want to yes. build, I want to install cabinets right now. And you're trying to answer your phone and manage that. That's, mm-hmm. that's, I remember being there. I was yeah. there for a couple of years, but I think I wanted to be Peter and say, I want to go fishing. So God said, what is, what does that mean? God, he said, well, you need to hire somebody to answer your phone. Mm. prepare your net right yeah so okay so i remember the day we finally hired somebody to answer the phone it was a game changer i could work <laughs> on this is big guys i don't know yeah it is this is huge you, gotta, <laughs> you know this i mean you know that this is a huge it's, thing it's a scary thing because everybody thinks i can't afford to hire somebody yes. right and yeah. so it is that step of faith i'm gonna go fishing right but what i've recently learned is employees are assets, not liabilities. When I say recently learned, because the past way of thinking is, if you're thinking I can't afford them, you're thinking that's a liability. Right, right. But they're not. They're assets. You know, they're assets. That's a tough one for people starting out. It is. It is, but they're assets. In order Mm -hmm. for you to grow, you got to think like that. Um, So that that is something when we, uh, we, when I say we, me and Tiffany, we make all our decisions. Uh, I should say most of the decisions. I make decisions, then she comes and says no. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so ultimately teamwork yeah she she's a visionary just want to put that out there I, yeah. i'm kind of the face but she is a visionary yeah. she has a lot of awesome ideas yes. and i put yeah. them in place and people are like oh awesome richie but no it's tiffany, it's tiffany. <laughs> yeah let's give her i gotta give her the uh, credit man she's yeah, yeah. she got some great ideas so um you know hiring somebody you know and having that faith uh i remember kamalani that was her name that was our first lead coordinator mm. you know and that was um a huge position to create to somebody who can talk to the homeowner find yeah. out all the information uh, filter them filter means maybe we're not the right fit and just mm-hmm. educate them to say oh this is the type of company we are we're not we don't actually do that yeah. so it really freed myself and the other workers to just work so mm-hmm. that was number one but yeah so number two is the team right mm-hmm. you need a team yeah. that's preparing the net you can't do it by yourself peter mm-hmm. said i'm gonna go fishing and everyone else was like oh we're gonna go with you we mm-hmm. 
that was the team, right? You need yeah. a team. You got to hire people. Yeah. You got to yeah. have people in place to kind of handle that for a season like this. Right. So if you're getting tons of calls, you're not going to grow because if you have 10 calls today and you're installing a kitchen cabinet, you missed out on you missed out on 9, you may yeah. be able to catch one of those. So that's why you got 153 fish and not 1000. You got to think that way. That's a good yeah, analogy. Yeah. If you get 9 calls got or 10 calls, you only able to take one. Yeah. You're missing out on nine. And one of those nine could be a huge. Yeah, you don't want any holes in the net. You want to come out ready, right? So mm-hmm. um, so you gotta prepare yourself. We have what we use is called builder trends. So we mm-hmm. we actually administratively input every single call, every activity with that call, the date they called, the date they emailed, the reply. I mean, we make sure our net is tight. Yeah. So we have a record of every conversation. So we wanna be there for a homeowner, educating them guiding them through the process and get yeah. them to build what they want to build, um, essentially. So I think mm-hmm. that's huge. I think yeah. the next uh, biggest thing is, uh, you know, just having the faith to obey. There's a prayer that we pray all the time mm. is open the doors you want, open and shut the doors, slam the, the door where you don't want, want yeah. us to have. So yeah. it could feel right it, everything about it could feel right, but that prayer and we don't get the job or we do get the job, we get super excited either way. Yeah. Because we believe God, at the end of the day, brings in 153 fish. Ooh, yeah. So <laughs> what that means to us is that there's. it says in the scripture that there was no hole in the net. Yeah. So when they obeyed and went to the other side of the net, mm-hmm. um and brought the fish in. There's 153, and they didn't lose any. God chose which fish He wanted in there. Yeah, that's crazy. So when yeah. they brought it to shore, it was the perfect amount of projects you needed. So I think that mm. obedience and faith is very important. Just to, if you're on the boat, yeah, <laughs> you know, if you're on the boat, know that um, God is there to guide you, give you instructions. Mm-hmm. He was He gave him instructions like, mm-hmm. Hey, are you getting any projects? You might be in a season in your life right now as a business owner and you're not getting work, you own a coffee shop and people aren't coming to get coffee or you might be a construction business and you're not getting calls. So listen, obey. If you're on the boat, you will get instructions. Throw your net on the other side. Who am I supposed to hire? What am I supposed to do next? How do I input these leads? God will give you the instructions. He told them specifically, move it, throw your net on the the right right side side of the boat, not the back, not the front. Don't yeah. stay on the left 30 more minutes. Right, right. Throw it on the right side of the boat. That's where the fish are at. So mm-hmm. he will guide you and give you instructions. Or maybe you're that person right now. You're getting tons of calls, tons of calls. And you don't know and how to. Missing out. And you're missing out. <laughs> you, you know, basically um, know you got to have faith. You know, mm-hmm. step out of faith uh, and know that the 153 are going to come in. Yeah. You know, yeah. just have that faith. Because if you don't, what happens if you don't have faith? Mm-hmm. If you don't have faith, you're going to think, you have to get those projects. So you are going to force yourself into positions. And what you don't want to do as a business owner is overload yourself with something you can't handle because you yeah. are going to, um, that's going to be a disadvantage to the homeowner. And that's mm-hmm. not what you want to do. You don't want to lack giving them top customer service because yeah. you had the price that was fit. You said you're available to nine people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you're not because you're not organized and understanding where your load management is. And all of a sudden, you can't meet the demand that the homeowner wanted. Right. So you're going to get a ton of happy um, homeowners. And that's actually a destruction for your business because yeah. you don't want to put in that position either. So just trust your system, create mm-hmm. a system, put it in place. And uh, yeah, that's how we manage our lead, our potential clients. Uh, just educate them. Let them know we're busy. Mm-hmm. Number one, yeah. this is the cost. And if you're patient 
and you can afford this, wear your, your company. But if not, be careful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so one of the biggest things, guys, is, uh, well, if you're a starting uh, business owner, is to view those new positions as assets. I think that's a huge unrich. Um, gems, gems in there. Um, we got a little <laughs> bit more time. And we're going to head and in closing our con- uh, not construction. Yeah, construction. construction. Yeah, construction. Yeah, we construction. are back into construction. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so just finishing up business. Uh, we're on construction stream now. Does building by the ocean change construction methods? You know, we're out in Hawaii. There's a lot of um, beach areas or we're close to the ocean. We're just we're an island, right? Um, but does it change the building methods, Rich? Oh, absolutely. Um, mm. I mean, what we call that or what it's called, there's a tip, there's actually a specific name is coastal, coastal homes, right? Is On that the, the term for the business? Yeah. Okay. Okay. In construction. So yeah, coastal home, everything changes, uh, mm. starting with planning and designing. Um, I mean, you got to consider elevations, not blocking people's views, <laughs> mm, <laughs> you know, yeah. things like that. Setbacks. Um, what are setbacks? Setbacks are just, uh, from the ocean into where you're, property or your house can actually start being built you know that 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 line is very important and there's actual uh codes in place i was gonna survey that has to happen mm -hmm. you can't just build whatever you want however high you want you know Mm -hmm. they gotta follow the regulations here in hawaii so um design is very important flood zones i mean we're we you know, you got to make sure uh, there's certain things you got to follow when you're in flood zone. So planning and designing or, you know, make sure your architect has some experience yeah. um, with coastal building or remodeling. Those things mm-hmm. are very important. So on uh, materials, um, that's a whole everything changes because we're yeah. dealing with the ocean, which is salt water. Salt water yeah. can deteriorate the heck out of materials. I mean, it's like. It, it salt can just destroy metal if you're not yeah, careful. So you got to yeah. be very mindful of your windows. Your you, you you can't buy cheap stuff when you're by the ocean. It's just it is what it is. Tip number one, guys: if you're if you're building by the ocean, don't it, buy cheap materials. No, and if you're buying a house by the ocean, you obviously those are you know the more uh, expensive homes. Sure. If you want to remodel or even build brand new, be ready to pay the more premium cost for materials. You have to, mm. you because you, you're you won't last. Yeah. Salt will just eat away at your house if you're not careful. So your windows, you got to be very mindful. Your yeah. fasteners, so builders. I mean, we have to use stainless steel, galvanized, powder coated. I mean, there's so many different um, fasteners out there. You got to be careful not to just use. And it, you know, you you mess up and start uh, nailing with an ungalvanized finish nailer on trim that. That nail is going to rust and that trim is going to pop off. And you it know, almost seems like there's a category for coastal. There uh, is. Yeah. Coastal materials. Yeah. You have to be uh, very mindful of the paint you use, the roofing. I mean, everything is considered. I mean, you, yeah, like, even your of, siding, you know, mm. your siding. So all your exterior elements are just so important to consider. Um, I think the next big thing is just the details. So as a designer, you can't do a cookie cutter home on the ocean. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when you talk about flood zones and elevation and all that stuff. No, we're talking about what the house looks like. Okay, okay. So design-wise and details, you you you're on the coast now. You can't just. I think you can't just build one of those like um, Dr. Horton homes, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. you know your eaves. Uh, you know, thinking of like eaves need to have more soffit. TNG. There's so many different styles where you got to up 
your game when it comes to details because when people go for resale or people look mm. at a coastal home it has to have a more a different look it has it's, it has a different sure. look kind of one of one almost yeah yeah, yeah it's kind of it has to be its own animal so that's another mm. thing kind of consider consider is it has its own type of design too right you can't yeah. usually uh, up in the mountain you won't have a coastal design but on right. the ocean there are things you can add that kind of give it that like uh, Newport Beach home or, yeah. you know, kind of gives those uh, uh, different details that I think are very important. Um, and another thing is, uh, I think what changes is you can consider outdoor living, mm-hmm. right? Maybe mm-hmm. an outdoor kitchen or add some landscaping to give you some, if you're going to remodel your ocean home, might as well after all the dirt and construction, add some greenery and make it nice, right? Yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, consider the outdoor living. We're in Hawaii, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? So, like, if you're, yeah, if you're on the ocean, I think that's something that is considered now a method that changes is, oh, we're by the ocean. How can we take advantage of this, mm-hmm. right? Um, people want to put pools, uh, you know, I think with a pool on the ocean front, now you got to put a fence. So you got to decide, you know, do I want a pool or not? Because the beach here public get public access a little kid or a dog can come by and fall in your pool there are a lot of questions to be uh, asked when uh, if you're a homeowner looking to build on the coastal uh, area right there is so um the last thing i think i want to say is uh make sure you hire uh somebody who has experience with building on the ocean because uh-huh. you there's just so many factors so you don't want to hire the contractor that says oh that's a cool opportunity let me uh I'll be your guy. Yeah. <laughs> I've never done it before, but I'll figure it out. That You be- look at his name tags, Uncle Bobo. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Uncle Bobo. If there real if there really is an Uncle Bobo out there, you we would love to have you as a guest um on on our next uh He's pod- probably working. <laughs> yeah, he's probably working right now. <laughs> Installing some trent some crown molding on the on the floor. Um so um so yeah, make sure you hire um, all things new. We we build ocean for. There's another plug. <laughs> Question, Rich. Um, if someone's looking to have a consult phone consultation, what does it cost? Oh, that we don't charge anything for a phone consult. We're. I think that's another. I mean, we were in a. That's that's a whole other subject. But uh, <laughs> we remember the season where you know we got so many calls and mm-hmm. we had people in place like the net, but it was like, um, gosh it's just so many calls. I think we had a, like we're getting kind of, I don't know what's the word, not popular, but people are like, wait a minute, I want this company. uh, Like we got in demand, right? It was like, Oh my gosh. So we try to charge, but Oh my gosh, people were like, man, yeah, I I called four contractors in a row. None of them charge. So to be consistent with the market, you know, we don't charge. um, But what we do now is uh, phone consultations. They're free. Mm. In-homes are free. We're not charging anything anymore. Um, but what I've learned is the phone consultation is very important because we might not be the right company, even though you may think, oh, we do kitchens. We don't we, right now. We don't even do kitchens just alone in this season. Right. So if we were to call just to do a kitchen. We don't we can't do that. Yeah. We're, we're booked till, you know, next year. Mm hmm. Um, we got projects already in line for 2022 that could possibly lock in, mm-hmm. you know, and so, uh, somebody wants to do a kitchen. I know they're not wanting to wait a year and a half. So it's good to do a phone call. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. just educate them right now. It might not be the season, but you know, we might be back and doing just kitchens next year sometime. Also, another thing I like to say is, uh, um, we do do kitchens, but with 
the bigger projects that we're mm-hmm. in right now. So it's just little projects right now are really hard to uh, uh, take on yeah. to be able to refer a couple people. So Awesome. Well, Richie, that's going to wrap up uh, episode five. Once again, we'd like to remind you that uh, episodes release Wednesday, 6 a.m. Yep. Uh, get but a guys, little, get that- a little bit of Ray and Richie in your ear. <laughs> R and R, but our hope is that um, you know um, ATN's experience can mm. uh, definitely be uh, you know a resource for your potential next move or your next uh, guide, on. I guess. And so, guys, uh, we'd like to thank you so much for your time uh, hanging out with us, uh, me and Richie, this morning. Um, Till next Wednesday, let's do it. Yeah, yeah. I come hey. from a poor family. Yeah. <laughs>